Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. 
Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Ah, play it, man. Play it. Say it. Don't play it. Play it. Don't say it. Play it. Don't say it. Say it. Don't play it. Ah, the king. The king knows all about it. What you're running to or from. I want to bring you One thing about Bino, Jeff, and myself, we never believed, did we, Bino, Jeff? Bino, Jeff, did we ever believe? Turn myself up here a little bit. Bino, Jeff, did you ever believe? Uh, in the Blue Magic, Tony? Yes. No, I'm, I'm a non-believer, Tony. How big do those? How badly do they stink, man? They made Joe Milton look like an absolute baller Saturday night. Do you ever think you'd be saying that, Bino? They made him look instinctive. Caduce to them. Keep it up, Brian. Let's hear it. Ah, oh, the king. Now. Little did the king know that we'd have Kentucky rain and smog. Do you like the smog, Bino, up there, the smog creators? Residents of Los Angeles are watching that last night and going, why are they, why are these people, why are these people so fascinated with smog? I mean, they come out here any day of the week and see it if they're, if they're really that interested. All right, let's talk about the game, and then I want to get into that scrimmage and then i'm gonna get into some of the other things that went on over the weekend because it was a crazy crazy weekend in college football not to mention the national football league uh, brian hartman you gotta be feeling pretty good right now my titan uh, fan listeners have to be feeling pretty good right now you know uh brian it's a shame will levis can't play all these titan fans were all tore up because they wanted hendon hooker I mean, Will yeah. Levis looked at me yesterday like a strong arm, big kid that can play a little bit. You know, he was stuck in a college offense that's kind of a Stone Age, archaic, caveman type offense at, at Kentucky. He's right. And if he had been coached by Heupel and had Tennessee's weapons around him, I think he would have looked a lot better than he is. He's got a game that I think translates better to the NFL than, say, a Hendon Hooker does, even though Hendon Hooker – was made to look pretty good in the offense he got to play in. 
Uh, Bino, you going to let him talk about Hendon Hooker like that? Uh, I, I guess we'll we'll see Tony which uh, which of those guys becomes a great in or good NFL quarterback. Um, uh, you know, I wasn't anybody but Levis guy when the Colts were picking. Yep. Uh, but uh, if yesterday's any indication, uh, then uh, the experts know a whole lot more than we do. But it's one game. And it's kind of a mixed bag with the Titans because when you're doing the research on that, you go, man, when is the last time that's happened in the history of the NFL? Well, the answer is it's only happened one time in the history of the NFL post the merger, which it's hard to believe, but professional football is such a young sport. I mean, the game that really brought it of age was 1958, the Colts and the Giants. Uh, that was the game that really turned it into a TV sport. But at the end of it all, since the merger, only one guy, Bry, has done it. And who was the one guy? I believe it's Marcus Mariota. That's right. The maestro. Four touchdowns. That career didn't continue down that path. We'll see if Levis is going to take a different one. Will Levis and Tennessee's offense would have been kind of fun, no question. All right, Bino, let's get to Saturday night. You were not on with us. Garzaloff, fifth quarter fan reaction. A rather, I don't know, uh, sort of unspirited edition of that. Um, Kentucky's just so deferential toward the Vols. It's so same old, same old in that series. If you're a Kentucky fan and you're listening to us, we kind of feel your pain because we do it every year with Florida. And Tennessee fans uh, that I've seen online are really funny that way. They're like, you know, we really would crack on these people, but we live through this every year. So we sort of know the feeling. It is kind of weird that way, Bean Star, isn't it? Yeah, those are, uh, uh, you know, you could probably explain away the Tennessee-Kentucky deal easier than the Tennessee-Florida deal because so many times we just have the better football team there. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, very, it's very similar, and I'm, I'm sure they're as frustrated with it as we are with the, with the Florida deal and is puzzled by it. Yeah, it's... Uh... Yeah, I, I'm not laughing at them, but they have zero chance when they take the field with the Vols. A night where their quarterback literally has, he's back to two years ago, pre-injury. He's throwing the ball all over the place, and defensively, we're just letting him do that. At the end of the game, it's not even close. I mean, it's so great. Are you there, B now? You, know, you know the funny thing is Go ahead. I think when when uh, Pruitt was coaching and the funnest I believe I've had post Kentucky game was that twenty four seven when it was eighteen and nineteen and they actually thought they had a better team and they probably did and they should have won and they didn't both years. I think there was more disgust after that seventeen thirteen game where they had a goal line stand, they blew a thirteen point lead than there was last night. Well, and watch Saturday Brown, night. 
Watson, who will join us on Wednesday, said he thinks Kentucky's worse than that South Carolina team. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know about that yeah. after seeing that Saturday night. Although, although, I'll tell you this, guys, it's Gamecock on Gamecock crime Saturday night. That Jacksonville State team's going to have a chance in Columbia. You all want to laugh at that? Go for it. No, I, I'm I'm pretty impressed with that Jacksonville State team, Tony, that I've watched a couple of times midweek. Yep. Question what, what, is, can they play on Saturday? What stood out to you being a Saturday night? Hit it. Well, obviously, Tony, Joe Milton had his best game in a Tennessee uniform. I, I thought he made good decisions, uh, made positive critical plays, uh, was once again a willing runner. Uh, and in doing so, I, I believe it's helped him be a better thrower on the run as well because uh, we, we've seen him make passes on the run in the last two weeks. And uh, prior to that, I don't think we had ever seen him make an effective throw outside of the pocket. So uh, uh, just uh, a, a really, really nice performance by him. Uh, I thought Dylan Sampson's fourth quarter performance won the game. Um, glad he's uh, getting more touches as we go along and – I believe he can be the answer to some of our red zone issues if the staff were utilizing more uh, there. Um, O-line continues to uh, play above their uh, above the level of their pieces. I, I think they've been the most pleasant surprise of the entire season is <clears throat> their performance as shorthanded as we appear to be there. Um, defensively, uh, secondary continues to be a concern. Uh, I think we probably probably all somewhat underestimated Kamal Haddon's importance, but uh, more so uh, we saw Saturday that if if we're not creative and effective with our pass rush packages, uh, like most teams, uh, if you don't get a pass rush, uh, we're not going to hold up on the back end. So hopefully we can can get back to to getting closer to the quarterback here. Uh, Absolutely love the win. but I really believe I was more relieved than joyful because short of losing to UConn or Vandy, the only thing remaining in this season that I just absolutely could not have stomached was a loss at, at Kentucky. Amen. You know, Kamal Haddon's important importance. Defensively, the bottom line in these games, people get mad about every first down, you know. The truth is the rules are set up for teams to go between the 20s. You just have to keep people out of end zones. That's all. You know, we've kind of forgotten that because this year in our league, we're back to kind of mudding around. A lot of teams are. But if, if you watch the game across the country, most games look like that, where your, your pass defense is going to get burned. My problem with Tennessee is, is that on the in the back five, back six, depending on the set they're in, Bino, this these guys just refuse to introduce kids into the equation. And they're out there playing softer than Charmin uh, pass defense and just allowing with the zones, they're just allowing guys just to play play catch until you run out of room. And and then you get around, you know. Uh, you get inside the red zone. The weird thing about Saturday night is that looking at some of those advanced numbers, neither team ran a third and goal play. 
We never got into any of those critical downs that we like to focus on. And Tennessee really never got into like a lot of short yardage stuff the other night, which is good for this football team. The one, the one third and one that I can remember was the one where we came with the two tight end sets at set, and those guys got absolutely collapsed. If you'll remember that over on the, uh, I, I believe it was over on the right side of the line, but it was a weird. It was a strange game from that perspective. There wasn't a lot of inside play the other night. No, uh, and we were able to kind of find ourselves again with a couple of explosive plays where we could score from distance. Uh, I, I understand Tennessee's philosophy. Uh, Saturday night, we were going to make sure that Ray Davis wasn't a part of the game, and we were going to make sure that they didn't throw it over our head. Uh, so we, we gave up all of that stuff in front. We tackled pretty well, fortunately, yep. for, for most of the game. But, uh, yeah, Tony, there, I mean, I, they know their limitations back there. Uh, so they don't have the speed necessary on the back end. Uh, so I think that causes a lot of the, uh, of the cushioning that we give. <clears throat> and with Haddon out, who was our best cover corner, I guess they were even more so, but uh, yeah, I, I don't understand. I, I still don't understand how, with all of the DBs that we recruited over the years, that uh, uh, the very back end of our our defense has remained the same uh, when it's not been very good. Well, that's right, and they can't get those guys out of there. And I warn people. As it came on my radar, Banks, one of his histories, people want to blame Willie Moe on this, and that's fine. If you want to blame Willie Moe, blame Willie Moe. I don't, you know, I don't care. It's free country. But one of, one of the, the knocks on Banks down through the years is that he's a guy that's going to defer to the veteran players, and you see it this year with the transfers playing. He, they just won't play the young kids. I mean, at some point, though, all these guys are gone. At some point, you better introduce those kids, which leads me to this, 865-200-5402. It's wonderful that Joe Milton it caught his stride the other night. I think it's great to say good for him. And we pointed it out in the Garza Law fifth quarter fan reaction. Even though a couple people called in and were like, where's Nico? You know, you were right. They should have played him a series. Well, look, I tell you. I hate to say I told you so, but I called that Joe Milton would play his best game. Now, I thought Tennessee would blow them out, which I predicted on the air on the way out Friday over at uh, Calhoun's. And Bino looked at me like, what are you on? Hey, Bino, the truth is, is that if Kentucky didn't have the kind of night offensively they had, they would have gotten hammered in that game because Joe Milton was on. Tennessee could have could have, and should have if we would have – gotten home defensively but you're right Bino we've chosen for whatever reason no blitzing at all no nothing at all no forcing any action on uh, defense it's almost like I I don't know why are we not blitzing why are we not bringing linebackers I I realize that Kentucky didn't get a live ball turn a live ball penalty called on them and our fans after the game were like, how is that possible? And then I go back and rewatch a game yesterday, 
And in rewatching it, we didn't force the issue at all. We didn't force them to hold. And I know they held some and it wasn't called. I understand that. But man, you gotta like you gotta force the issue in these games, don't you? Well, I, I certainly think that we're going to have to. Con- I'm, you know, up and up until that game, we had been real disrupt disruptive in people's backfield. Uh, why we weren't in this game, uh, I'm un- I'm uncertain. Uh, but I do know that we're going to have to. Uh, have the pass rush that we've become accustomed to seeing uh, prior to the second half of Alabama uh, in order to protect our secondary, especially with Haddon out. So, yeah, we're we're going to have to we're going to have to devise some ways to get a little bit more pressure. Now, I do think once we get home, uh, that you'll see our opponent get some holding calls, yeah, uh, which we haven't seen the last two weeks. Well, and we've been, you know, in all fairness to our last two opponents, and, and I'm all for Alabama conspiracy theories, and so are you, Bino. Like, I'm all for it, and so are you. But you got to force the issue. you got to force these guys to make some calls. You can't just be passive. But you say that. They kept that game in front of them the other night. Milton kept the game in front of them the other night. The It's hard to complain about that game, which I'm not, by the way. I'm just pointing out why there weren't live ball penalties caught on Kentucky, especially holding. I just don't think Tennessee forced the issue there tonight defensively. And maybe Bino's right. Maybe they made a calculated decision. Hey, look, we're going to take our safeties, and we're going to play them. We're going to, we're going to play them deep, and we're going to force this guy to throw under us all night long. And, and by the way, he hadn't even been able to do that coming into the game. But we're going to force this guy you know, to, to, to do that. And it worked perfectly. I mean, I didn't. Did you feel threatened in that game, Bino? There was not a point in that game where I thought, man, Kentucky's going to win this game. That never even crossed my mind. Uh, I, I felt threatened because of the reason that I said in the intro, Tony. I, it was uh, it was a hard game for me to watch because, like I said, it it was the last game that I felt like that we had a chance to lose that I just couldn't stomach losing. But but during the game itself, did you feel when you were watching the game, boy, we're in trouble here? Uh, yes. When, when, when we had a two-point lead and they got the stop uh, and the ball back uh, like at the start of the fourth quarter, or uh, where the third quarter was moving to the fourth, yes, I felt threatened at that at that point. How about you, Brian? Did you feel that way? Because I, I never did. Yeah, on that drive where they missed the field goal, I kind of did. And then when they missed the field goal, I, I just sort of felt like, well, that was Kentucky's chance, and they missed it. And that field goal was never that was never close. That, that sums up the history of that series, how close that what field goal wasn't. Yeah, that's exactly right, Brian. That's very, very well put. That field goal is this series in an absolute. He was show. never making that. Never, and they had. I mean, ever. They had that. kickers before. They had a kid from Central that kicked up there a few years ago. He had a chance Lonis to win a game Sieber. for him, for them, and they, he never came close either on his kick. Lona Sieber, he had us on the ropes. I remember that. Bino, I watched that with you and Freddie. Remember that Bino, that overtime game? Yeah, sure do, Tony. 
That was pre the uh, that was pre uh, Garza Law fifth quarter fan reaction when I could go out like with the uh, with the normies and hang out with the normies like Bino. Bino is like a normie, which I'm not. You know, I'm not. So I'm uh, I'm I'm stricken to the studio now. As soon as the game's over, stricken to the studio. Although this weekend we're going to be out. They're going to let me out of my cave. I'll be out uh, hanging out, breaking it down scientifically. Part of our uh, terrific uh, deal this weekend, our tailgate for the kids, our friends at Amachi. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I am greatly, and I mean greatly, looking forward to that, which is really what this is about. And this game's about one other thing, Bino. What are we going to talk about here now? Let's see how dialed in we are. What's this weekend really about? It's about it is about Amachi and what else, Beanstar? Uh come on. Amachi and Amachi and what's that guy's name? What's that freshman's name? What's the the Polynesian prince? What's that uh Oh what is his um Brian, what's that kid's name? I think they call him Nico, ladies and gentlemen. And my question for you, for the listeners, is this. How much should he play? You know, you've got, you're this ball club, you've got the whole stretch drive still in front of you. You're still alive in the East, okay? You could almost make the case to start him and let him play. You could almost make the case just to let him play. You're playing UConn. What's the point? You know, I think uh, with the the rhythm Milton found last week, I'd hate yep. to, I'd hate to disrupt that. Yep. How much does he play, Brian? For you, if all goes well, hopefully he plays the whole. Well, maybe all but one or two series in the third quarter and the whole fourth quarter. Do you know how much does he play for you? Yeah, I think Brian's right. Uh, if, uh, I would bring him in uh, like second series, third series, third quarter, and he plays the remainder of the way. To the living listener, Let how much do you play To the living listener, the question is, how much Nico is enough Nico this weekend? Because really, you're going to play him in this game, and you're going to play him in a Vanderbilt game. Absent of an injury, he's not going to get on the field at Missouri, and he's not going to get on the field uh, when you play Georgia. So you've got two more chances to play him. My goal is to get a full, at least a full game for him. Pie in the sky, or is that doable, you guys think? I want a full game for him. Uh, a full game? That means two second halves. One game, entire game, or you want yes, four quarters? Yes, I, I, I want a full. I want a full. I want four quarters for him by the end of the season. Okay, four quarters by. Yes, I, well, that that's that's probably you're probably going to fall one quarter short. Darn it! How about you, Brian? You going to grant me four quarters? I'll grant you three plus quarters between three and four. All right. My number is 865-200-5402 if you want to jump in. 
uh, and we would love to hear from you. What'd you think of the weekend? Plus, I also want to get into with these guys. Beanstar, did you watch any of the basketball uh, activity yesterday with Michigan Mistake? I watched the entire game, Tom. Wow. That's impressive. With your Colts on, huh? Uh, Impressive. The Colts were pretty much done by 3.30, so uh, I was able to watch the entire game. What did you think of your Colts yesterday, Bino? Uh, Tony, I don't, uh, direct TV doesn't have, uh, the package anymore. Uh, so, uh, I'm, uh, I'm now a, uh, captive of Titan land. Uh. Um, so I, I follow the Colts on the red zone and I follow them on, uh, on my phone. Uh, I was disappointed. I thought yesterday, uh, was a game, uh, that the Colts would, uh, win. Um, so, uh. Uh, once again, had some turnover issues, and uh, uh, the last two weeks have been really disappointing. Brian, do you have anything you'd like to say to Lamb Weirdo or uh, Eduardo or uh, the great uh, Robin Reed or some of the other great Steeler fans that I know out there in Radio Land after yesterday? Because Lamb Weirdo was in a lot of pain last night, Brian, after that game. Well, I didn't think the game was all that great. The rain weather had a big factor in there, but I think mm-hmm. if I think if the if it were a dry track, I think the score would have been maybe thirty five seventeen or something like that. The Steelers just don't pass the eye test for me to be a four and two team. So I mean, I I don't know how they could have expected to it to go much better than it did, and it really, they they just weren't. They were really they never had a chance in that game. It looks like, guys, that there's a thing going on in the league where there just aren't a lot of great teams out there being star. I'm not even sure how many good teams there are being star. Uh, no, I mean, I, I thought I thought San Francisco was an excellent football team. They lost three in a row. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, uh, I think Kansas City and. Philadelphia are probably the best teams out there. Um, and then you got some, you know, pretenders that look pretty good right now. I think the Bengals are, are coming on now. I think they're going to be good at the end by the end of the year. And Buffalo, don't count them out. <clears throat> I don't know, Brian. But I'm, I, I agree, Tony. I don't think there's one team that you look out there and say, or a couple of teams that you look out there and say uh, they're definitely going to play in the Super Bowl. Or they're out of reach or whatever, you know. It's um, it's really, it's really, really, really a weird year with their product. And Kansas City does this thing every year where they get kind of bored at this time of the year. And, and, and these shows on ESPN that talk about, the NFL 24-7. And look, if the NFL is your bag, I'm not here to, cr- to crack on what you enjoy. But there's so much that goes on in their regular season of these teams just going in and out. And then these coaches time it right so that by the time the playoffs roll around, they're playing screws down football and they're ready to go. There's such a and preseason aspect almost. 
I think at the top of the league with some of these teams. Mahomes had the flu yesterday, and they played in 25-degree weather, so Ugh. that doesn't surprise me. That result doesn't surprise me at all. Oh. Oh. Now, I don't think playing in 25-degree weather is a good way to get over the flu. Uh, no. Nope. And then you've got the situation that's going on up there with Deshaun Watson, who I, I really do believe, guys, that Jimmy Haslam, that, that, that poor Haslam family bean star when it comes to sports. You think it's any, any great mystery here that now that they are not as involved in what we're doing day to day, that we're, we've kind of taken off here? You think that's a, a, a mystery bean star? Now that Jimmy Haslam has something else to take, put his eyes on, signing that guy to the largest deal, the largest deal out there possible, that guy who literally right now is laughing in his face, taking his money and laughing in his face like we all knew he would. Everybody knew he was going to do that, but the Haslams. Well... God bless competent leadership at the University of Tennessee, and and God bless Cleveland. <laughs> Those poor people there—they've got to be just like you. Got to be kidding me! But I want to get into on the other side this basketball uh, scrimmage that took place yesterday. Does it mean anything? What's it mean to you? What did we learn, and what can we learn from it? And even more to the point, what can college football? Is there something college football could learn from what these Division One teams can do? Are there any ideas uh, that you have? We'll come back on the Baseball other side. Baseball does it. Eight six five two hundred five. I think all sports do it, don't they? But football. We'll come back. Uh, I'll uh, I'll visit. We'll visit with you. Bino's there. Basilio here. Brian's in the Ramirez studio. Josh Hyper coming up in about 45. Love to hear from you at 865-200-5402. Maybe Titans' bill was right. Maybe the Titans are going to make the playoffs after all. Maybe by the end of it all, uh, Nashville will have a new dance where people are putting, dare I say, dare I say, some mayo, some Hellman's in their coffee as we continue with more after this. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224.
In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett & Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Hello everyone, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Get ready because the countdown has begun. It's the week you've been waiting for. Mark your calendars for our annual estate and antique event happening November 3rd and 4th. You won't want to miss it, so why not bring a friend? Take a stroll through history and who knows, you might find the perfect piece to take home. Join us, Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia for an unforgettable two-day event, November 3rd and 4th. Tillis Jewelry, where timeless beauty becomes reality. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. Hey gang, Carl Wayne Meekins here. I want you guys to come out and see us live on Veterans Day, 11-11-23, 7 p.m. Guitar and Cadillac Hall that sits right on top of Puckett's in Columbia, Tennessee. Got a huge lineup for you. We've got Troy Kemp, Katrina Burgoyne, myself and my band, and then the legend Jimmy Wayne's going to come in for a few songs. Going to be a big night in Columbia, and Columbia ain't going to be the same. Okay, so get your tickets at eventbrite.com. Guitar and Cadillacs, Carl Wayne Meekins. We'll see you there. 
Well, this is the time I always talk to Miles Johnson at Foodland. He is on vacation until next week, so I'm going to give you a little update of what they've got at Foodland this week. And this ad is a one-week ad, started Wednesday, October 25th, runs through Tuesday, October 31st. They got New York Strip Steak, $5.99 a pound, boneless pork chops, $3.49 a pound, seedless grapes, white or red, for $1.99 a pound, Campbell's Chunky Soup, two for $4. Along with that, they have Mayfield Select Ice Cream, Two for eight. They also have Sundrop, 7-Up, RC Cola, or A&W, three for ten. And Frito-Lay's Variety Packs, the 18 counts, $8.99. And again, that is Foodland this week. Go check them out. Uh, they are a fantastic place, located right there in West 7th Street. They're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. So make sure you go check out the great deals they have. And uh, we'll talk to Miles next week when he gets back from vacation. Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. TB back with you. The one, the only. To Basilio Show. Brian just popped his head in here on the Raymere Studio Annex, where I am. Just getting a break from studio life today after a uh, long night in the Raymere Studio. Post-game... Celebrating a win over Kentucky, and as Bino said, it's like the sun rising in the east and setting in the west. It's just supposed to happen. This is, and I meant I meant to mention this off the top. Brian, give me the item from the University of uh, from the University of Houston, Dateline on three. Brian, hit it. The NFL has told the University of Houston that they cannot wear their Love You Blue-themed uniforms they wore once this year against UTSA. They put a cease and desist order and saying that the image, the Love You Blue image has been copyrighted by the NFL, so they can't. They are not allowed to wear those themed uniforms. They did it for a, some kind of a, a nostalgic look that the fans loved. They wanted to honor the city's tradition, Houston football tradition, and apparently they're not allowed to do that anymore. Well, what do you think, uh, Bean Star, about yesterday seeing the Tennessee Titans rocking what I think is one of the prettiest jerseys in all of sports, maybe in the history of sports? Uh, Tony, I, I didn't watch. <clears throat> I didn't watch a minute of Tennessee Titan football. Sorry. I wonder why they didn't send the cease and desist order after they wore them because they haven't worn them since i don't think well maybe they're afraid they're going to sell some jerseys you know so i mean what 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 could possibly well never mind don't get me started Tennessee Titan fan, am I right? The Eagles should be in Kelly Green. Those were absolutely gorgeous last Sunday. Looking at those abomination uniforms the Eagles were wearing yesterday down Midnight Green because I'm Jeffrey Laurie and I own the team. I own my own color. God, I cannot stand that guy. Oh. Oh. Let's go back to our phones. You want to jump in? We've got folks that want to talk. It's 865 200 5402. Coach Hyper coming up. Listen, I love, love 
love, 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 love seeing those Titan uniforms yesterday. Incredible. I would sign up for that. I think I'd become a Titan fan. I think I'd switch allegiance over the uniform. Bino, I think Bino would join me, too. I get the feeling that we might be able to push Bino off the ledge. Bino sounds like he's on the ledge right now. Let's go back to the phones, and we'll get our next call in. Zach, hello, and welcome in. Bino. Yo. Brian. Yo, yo, yo. Yo. I thought about I thought about Titans Bill yesterday and how... Uh, how come he sounds Christian... far away from me, Bri? Go ahead, Zach. Speak up. Oh, am I so am I so far away still? Go ahead, man. Hit it. Okay. Well, I thought about Titans Bill yesterday and his bold prediction coming yep. true. Um, uh, so I watched the scrimmage yesterday. I felt like a Michigander watching that Big Ten network. Yep. And uh, so if, if you have problems hearing me, I'm sorry. No, you're but great. Ganey you sound was, great. Go for okay, it. Okay, all right. You sound Ga- great. Ganey, yeah, Ganey was was, was uh, uh, impressive. Connect, Connect, Connect was also uh, quite exciting. Mayshack mm-hmm. looked... You know, okay, he has developed some handles over the summer. And um, I think it would be cool. You know, like at the end of the year, uh, last year, people were saying, uh, when we were trying to figure out the ball speeding, that, well, we beat Gonzaga in that scrimmage early in the year. There was, was one so guy great. who was trying to That ask. was so great. It was uh, yeah. Jimmy Dykes, Bino's favorite, <laughs> kept saying it over okay. and over again. Right. Well, you know, I mean, what you you're asking? I think you were asking what, you know, what could should that be a thing? Or I, I'm not sure what you're implying. Like, should other sports do that? Or because they, you know, I bet they raised a ton of money. They had that place pretty much packed yesterday. It was a pretty good atmosphere. I thought we played really well, considering we were without Vince B and Zakai. And I, you know, sometimes I, I do think that like. Doing something like that, take you know, going out early and taking that risk, it could be worth a few, you know, just points of goodwill tacked on at the end of the year when you're thinking about seeding. Like, hey, this you know, these two teams got together and just you know did something out you know above and beyond the call. But I uh, don't, I don't understand why we're not doing that in football in the spring. I know. Take a game. You play one home, one away. You right. it gives those kids something to work toward, something to work for. The games don't count. Yeah. You go out, you play your roster, kind of like yesterday, and then they played a portion of yesterday's game that was real, like the last twelve minutes uh, oh, yeah. was kind of real when when both teams went one v ones, which we documented in the blog, but. Beanstar, I don't understand why in 2023 in the NIL era you don't take that money and divide it up, share it among the kids, and help a local charity. I don't understand why they don't do that. It's twenty. It's going to be 2024 for crying out loud. Let's innovate. Uh, you know, Tony, both uh, Barnes and Izzo yesterday, they, they had them mic'd up quite a bit during the game. And both of them were pushing for more of that type thing. And when yep. guys of uh, of that level 
you start pushing for things, usually it happens. I think Zach may have even undersold the crowd a little bit. I draw a little bit more from this one, Tony, because I've never seen an exhibition crowd like that one. It was like it was wild. It was late season conference championship on the line type atmosphere. Those people, I know they were they're so sick of what they had to go through leading up to and during this Spartan football season. They were absolutely ready for some basketball yesterday. Really great, yeah. you know? Absolutely. And that, that's a great point, guys. Huge crowd. You know, tickets were going for $100 a shot downstairs for a scrimmage. Yeah. For a scrimmage, Zach. A scrimmage. They didn't. Yeah, Tennessee's uh, um, Twitter account posted a final score didn't count, which I thought was yeah. funny, but still. But it does kind of, I mean, to me, it does kind of count because it shows me, like, I, I mean, and you can, I'll hang up and let you, but I'd like to hear what you thought about Ganey, Kanik, and maybe Triple J, because he, he threw a, he threw a inbounds pass worthy of uh, James Worthy's inbounds Kanik. pass in the 1984 uh, NBA Finals. It, was, it got, it got picked because we were cruising to a victory until he, until he did that, but, um, Anyways, it was a great Thank weekend you, for the it was a great weekend for the mid staters. Have a Dwight Gooden. <laughs> See you guys. Bry is uh listen, Bry's cracking on the way you're saying Dalton Connect's name, but the truth is I in my lifetime, since eighty seven, I haven't seen a guy that dynamic in a Tennessee uniform. Now what I heard about him and what we've written about him in the preseason leading up to what you saw yesterday was Here's a guy that has all kinds of athletic ability. Uh, what what needs to be pointed out about him was here's a guy that is just an incredible uber athlete. If you go over to tclub.team today, Orange Throder Insider leads it off. I kind of answer him whim for whim. And then I get down and I do a little breakdown of the report yesterday, the, the, the game that Y helped me with, the Vols got out to a 15-1 start to begin the game, and then Tennessee is going to have issues at point guard without ZZ, and you, you had uh, Vesco away from the team for bereavement. So you had a chance to grow a little bit of Ganey there. You had a chance to see Mayshack there, who's just not – quite a front line he's like a how did i term this uh he's not a bad third choice as a point guard freddie de leon all the true freshmen had sort of a tough go of it yesterday hey look michigan state is a great not good they're a great basketball team in college basketball this year and like bino said they've been so bad in football that you know, that was as hostile an environment as you'll play in. Bino, what stood out to you about yesterday's deal? Because I'm trying to remember, maybe you can help me out. Have you ever seen a guy as 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 dynamic on the offensive end as this Connect guy? Well, Tony, we've been we've been talking about trying to find a guy who you can put the ball in his hands to create a shot late in a basketball game to win one for you. Uh, and he's that guy. Uh, now, 
you know, I, I, I understand Key had a great game last year against Gonzaga and then never showed back up. Key does not have the athletic ability or the offensive uh, game that Connect does. Uh, based on that atmosphere he was playing in, uh, Connect is and, and Ganey are easily, easily going to be the best transfers to the Barnes era. Kind of not close, is it? No, it's it's not close. And Connect is a guy that can can completely take over a game, um, and as he did at points yesterday. Uh, they went to Barnes once, <clears throat> and Barnes' comment was, he played harder defensively. It, this was five minutes into the game. He played harder defensively in that five minutes than I've seen him the entire time at practice. And the guy said, hey, have you? You know, you've had players before that uh, just the lights came on when the game started having you, and he said, uh, maybe three or four in my entire career. But this kid is so he's, – he's so dynamic, Tony, uh, that I believe Barnes is going to overlook some defensive deficiencies. And I didn't notice a whole lot of defensive deficiencies watching him yesterday. I'm not a basketball coach, so I'm sure I missed some things, but – he did not look to be a liability on the defensive end to me yesterday. Back to the phones we go. If you have a thought on what you saw from uh, yesterday's scrimmage. And then uh, let me ask you guys this. Bino, I just think it's high time that we figure out a format, maybe an SEC-ACC jamboree and everybody plays a quarter like we do in Neyland Stadium where you play a half just to wet somebody's whistle. Or you do a home-and-home home with somebody, and maybe you put a blue jersey on some people or a green jersey or however you want to do that or orange or whatever you want to do. Uh, you make some people off-limits in terms of contact. I, I just think that that would be a great idea to do something like that. Oh, I, I do as well, Tony. Um, and, again, uh, if you got guys like Barnes and Izzo wanting it, you're probably going – to see it in some form. Uh, the only thing that was quirky about yesterday at all to me was, uh, you know, they, they waved, they, they waved the five fouls. And, uh, I think Meshack scored more points after he had actually fouled out than he did before. <laughs> um, here's my thing about, I want to see it in football guys, not basketball. I know the basketball coaches want to do it. Oh, yes. I'm sorry, Tony. I want, I'm sorry. No, I yes, want to see it. I, no, I want to see it in football. Am I wrong? No, no. I, I've been an advocate of playing someone a scrimmage in the spring uh, for as long as I can remember. That's all. And, and, and I don't know how we get there. Preseason uh, for college football or in the spring? I would do it in the spring. But if you wanted to do it in the preseason, I guess you could. If you wanted to do one in the middle of the summer just to break up the monotony. I mean, look, these guys are on your campus full-time now. Um, we have to get real here about this, don't we? Don't we have to get real about this? It's not like it used to be. Or maybe it is. I don't know. I would certainly be for it in the spring, Tony. I would. I'm. I'm not sure. I would preseason um, in in the summer. Yeah, I think it's. I, I think I'm thinking of spring. I'm thinking of a way to 
kind of makes spring football matter because spring football is the fakest. The way people act like they're really interested in spring football and they're not, I've just always thought is one of the fakest part, fakest parts of a college sports fan's existence. Because I've never gotten excited for spring football. And you and I have had that talk off the air, Bino. I just think spring football is the biggest bunch of nothing there is. I know it's of importance to coaches, but, you know, everything you hear about it is, uh, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not reality. They're never going to tell you exactly what's what. So... I mean, your players that are going to make likely to make the most impact on your season don't even participate, Tony. Yes, and that's the point. But if you had a couple of these games that matter sprinkled in there, maybe you would get more participation at that point. Yep. Then again, maybe not. Maybe maybe I'm uh, maybe I'm all wet here. Who knows? Let's go back to the phones, and we'll get the resident in here. Resident, welcome in. Hey, Tony, how you doing? Um, Yo, welcome in. A couple things here. Uh, my mother yeah. loves Titans uh, blue jerseys, and uh, I think, you know, maybe maybe it's going to pull a lot more of those women uh, supporters in there. Those but, are abs- uh, Well, no, I, I think those are just gorgeous. I don't think it's just women. So I think those things are <laughs> – I think that's an awesome uniform, man. No, I know. Yeah. She, she's, she's like, that's the only team I root for. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, the other thing I wanted to say, Matt, you know, since we're – I guess patting ourselves on the back a little bit. You know, I, I think I've done pretty good with Joe. But one thing I would love Joe to do, because I know you guys are like, well, hey, let's, you know, go all the way until the second half. I don't want him to go to the second half. I'm like you. I want him to come in, do his business, you know. Everything we've been talking about, get it done, put a goal himself. Let's get three scores and then and then do my job and feel good about it. And then when he does, I guarantee you, man, if he stays up three, you know, three touchdowns, then let Nico come in. And then guess what? Everybody's going to love him and Nico then. See, no one's going to be on his back anymore. He's also going to feel good because, you know what? He showed that he can do it. He can stick to the routine. He can go outside the box. He, uh, you know, and just uh, do all the all that kind of stuff. And uh, that's that's the other thing I kind of wanted to say. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm rooting for him, man. I mean, uh, believe me, I was pretty hard on this guy with my buddies. I ain't going to lie. But that's kind of why I got on this show and started talking. Because uh, I was like, he's got to start listening. I don't care if he listens to me or a sports psychologist. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Got to listen to somebody because uh, he was having some difficulties. So, uh, but other than that, uh, I'm happy to be on here. And yes, as far as scrimmages go, man, wouldn't it be a wonderful? I mean, you don't got to go full contact if that, you know. But maybe bring some in there and uh, have a little bit of action, uh, like you were saying, because these kids are coming in school a lot earlier. So you got to give some, some, you know, interaction. I think. And then you hear my service dog in the background. Sorry about that. <laughs> bring a, bring but, uh, a Clemson in. Bring 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 like a Clemson in. Bring a Virginia Tech in. Do yeah. like a series of yeah. games, like an ACC SEC kind of deal, where you could like involve a whole league and do a league thing. And and look, we all know it's just for fun, but it would give us a chance to look at players. I don't consider yesterday's game to be a game. Like I don't I don't draw any conclusion from winning or losing that thing. I. You can draw conclusions of, hey, this guy looks great. This guy needs to work on ball handling. This is this area is an area of concern. And so why not? I mean, what, what's the harm in what happened yesterday? No, I agree, yeah. That's, it's, it is good. And everybody needs to be able to. I mean, it gives them confidence, too, you know. 
as well. Sure. And as you've said, since you've taken Joe Milton under wings, as you say, uh, that's what it's about. It's about doing something once properly in front of people and then being able to replicate that. Joe Milton, since you've taken him under wings, is a totally different quarterback. No, I agree. I agree. I mean, literally, he actually has pretty much followed everything I've said pretty much left. Yeah, he's listening. It's a show of record, uh, brother. It's the show of so, record. Don't you ever forget that. Yep. He, uh, this he is has powerful. Good, so he just, yeah, he just needs to make sure this time, don't, you know, don't let himself get, you know, too overwhelmed as far as um, thinking he's, he's got it. Because he doesn't yep. have it yet. You know, he's got it. He's got no, it he doesn't way. have it yet. No. Yeah, but, yeah, so don't get overconfident, big guy. But, That's right. Um, you know, sit, Playing sit one game is not turning a corner. Bino, do you believe Joe <laughs> exactly. Milton's turned a corner? Let me ask Bino. He believes the guy's turned the corner. Uh, I, I'm I'm not sure, Tony. How uh, I'm I'm waiting for uh, a replica. Amen. And I'll love yeah, you, brother why, Bino. People are gonna get people are gonna say we're hating, but Bino's telling the truth right there. That's, no, that's true. You yeah. probably the UConn game should be won't be a an indicator test for him. Don't you don't look at it as that like oh it's easy we're gonna no no no. You need to no. get in there, and you need to go and stick to everything we've been talking about. And you That's need right. to replicate it and do it. And that way, when you show people you can do that, you do you win both times. You I mean, win. Now, Nico gets in. Everybody's happy. And also, you show them and give yourself confidence. Hey, you know what? I can do this. I can find that zone. And I can stay in it. And then when I get out of it for a second, it's okay. But then I get to come right back. Because if you notice... He was doing that. He was actually allowing himself to yep. enjoy, but then also, yep. hey, I got to reset. I got to come back, and yep. uh, that was really good stuff. Anyways, I don't want to you know harp on it all day, but uh, thank you. Thank for you, brother. And, uh, you did a great job with him. I, I noticed with Nico or with uh, Nico, I noticed with Milton the other night that he wasn't acting as silly. He was kind of acting like a starting quarterback. Dare I say, he just sort of stayed in the game. They kept that game in front of them. I'm not saying don't have a good time on the field. Do have a good time on the field. But when you're a quarterback, you know, there's got to be a modicum. This, this is, you know, there's a modicum of seriousness that comes with playing that position. You can have some fun. I don't know if you guys get what I'm saying. Is that coming out right, Bino, or does that sound like an old man talking? Um, you, you know, Tony, I try, I'm, I've, I've got the old man in me. I, I try not to watch uh, young men's annex today and and make that part of the judgment of them. Uh, I think we did that with Haddon, and I think somewhat we were mistaken to have done it. Um, and uh, so I try not to do that. But you know, my my thoughts on Joe are if 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 you're still uh, unsure of Joe, that's fair because he's. He's giving you that reasonable doubt. Uh, if you don't believe that he can repeat it, that's understandable. Uh, the only thing that I'll say beyond that is if you fail to give him credit for how well he played at Kentucky, uh, that's neither fair or understandable because he played really well there. Yeah, we had people the other day that were like, well, why isn't Nico playing? And I'm like, you know, look, I'm, I'm a time and place guy. And tonight ain't the time, and this ain't the place to be asking that. Now, that was my alleged 
humble opinion. On the other side, Joshy Boy leads off our set of four love songs in a row. If you want to get in the hunt, and by the way, thanks to all those that came out for his birthday last week, Bino will tell you we had uh, just an incredible time celebrating Joshy Boy's birthday. It was an absolutely beautiful thing. We're going to return on the other side. I want to hear from you at 865-200-5402. We are breaking it down scientifically with you. It is your Tony Basilio Show. We're with you on a Monday. Josh Heupel coming up here momentarily as we come back after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. 
I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Hey, Columbia, this is Sabian Beard with the Columbia Noon Rotary Club with some information and an invitation for you. If you don't already know about Rotary, it's an organization over 100 years old that focuses on service in the community, service through vocation, and service to the next generation. Many of our community figureheads participate in the local Rotary Clubs, and we need your help. Our main fundraiser for our service projects is the legendary Pancake Day, held on Saturday, November 11th from 6 to 4. Tickets are $10 for one or $25 for three, and may be purchased at the door or from any Noon Rotary member. Help us continue to serve your community and enjoy a splendid breakfast with your neighbors. See you there. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Say, just did it again. For some reason, go see see if it's working in there. See if I'm getting a, a, a shot to him. TB back with you as we're back with you on the one and the only. It is your Tony Basilio show. How, how can I hear if that door's closed? Jeez, oh, Louise. 8652, is it working? You, okay, because I'm not getting any sound back from the board. So let's go to the phones, and we'll get our call in, and let's see who's here. Is it Joshy Boy? Welcome in. Hello, Shepard. Hey, Shep. Welcome in. So that's working, but the sound from the spots is not co- Brian just hit a button on the uh, commercial comeback. Uh, Laura, if you could look at that, please. Go ahead, uh, Joshy boy. I'm in my Ramier studio, Annex, and it's funky cold Medina over here. How you doing, brother? Good. How are you, brother? Brother, I'm incredible. I hope you had a great Peace. birthday party celebration uh, down there yeah, for you. Uh, hope you had a special Friday, man, because you're our guy. Thanks. But, uh, Bino, thank you for the birthday winner Saturday, Coastal Carolina plus four. How about that? Bino's giving out birthday winners. Is that right, Bino? That is correct. Bino, did you give me a birthday winner really, last year for I my really birthday? I appreciate it, Bean. Yep. Bino, how did you do over the weekend playing the ponies? What was your weekend like, Bean Star? Uh, I had a pretty good Saturday, Tony. Didn't 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 play a lot of games, but uh, had had a good Saturday. That's fun. Good. Bino, do you want me to keep the winnings, or do you want me to Whoa, how about that? Now we're going to find out what Bino's really made of. Is he keeping the winnings, Bino? How's this going to work? Absolutely, Joshy. Boy, I told you that's the only way I could give you a birthday present. I don't have a job. How about (laughs) that? That's awesome. Hey, Tony, uh, what do you think about this South Carolina-Jacksonville State game? It's an early game Saturday, noon kickoff. Do you yep. think uh, 
you think Rich Rod and the boys give South Carolina a game? I think in a game like that, it opened at 14, right? Yep. I think in a game like that, when you're the underdog, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, the Georgia State game was what time? Wasn't that right in that noon window? That was a 4 p.m. kickoff. I thought it was a noon window. No, I think it was a later game. It was like was it really? Yeah, may have yeah. been three thirty ish. I've always been of the mindset that the noon window is a good time for weird things to happen. Now I want to yep. give credit to Mister C. He called that Kansas Oklahoma game right on the button. Can you imagine being star? being an Oklahoma fan, and knowing that you lost to that quarterback on Saturday when you're in a national playoff chase. And I know they're going to get a shot at Texas at the end of the year to get back into the playoff chase. We all understand that. But I'm telling you, Bean Star, that Mr. C. Now, winners and losers uh, presented by our friends at Miller Lite went 3-0. 3-0 over the weekend on the uh, power play picks. Uh, including the Carolina Panthers yesterday, which I was sweating that one, uh, but they they pulled it out. I just, you know, for the life of me, can't figure out how that Oklahoma team could lose to that Kansas bunch. Yeah, and in one of those series, Tony, that that just never happens. So what what was that? They had thirty years in a row. I think Oklahoma yeah, something they, like that. So. They yeah. Kansas is like a worse version of had been like a worse version of Kentucky. Oh no question. I mean Kansas is a nothing and a nobody in football. Just a no and here's the thing. Look, we all know that this Daniels kid they have a quarterback's a great player. He's out. I'm yep. telling you, this Lance Leopold guy who was hired by the birthday boy, you and Danny White share a birthday. He was hired by the birthday boy over the weekend, oh, Danny White. I mean, Lance Leopold's a heck of a hire. That's a heck of a hire. Heck of a find by Danny White right there. Hey, Tom. Yep. Artie, uh, <clears throat> Artie called that right down the middle, too. He said Kansas was going to beat Oklahoma Saturday. Artie did? Yep. He also called uh, Ohio State beating Penn State last week, too. Well, that ain't much of a call, but... I, I, he, give Artie, uh, hey, I give Artie credit if he called the Kansas game. Yeah. But, uh, Tone, I think we need to chill out about the Nico stuff because we were having, we were all having this same conversation for the Austin P game, and, well, yep. we saw what happened with that. Yeah, but opportunity to play this guy, and we don't have what we're, we're talking about before in this sport where – you get opportunities against other opposition. You don't get opportunities to get your guys on the field. I really do believe, being star, they need to get this guy uh, some playing time this weekend. And I don't think we need to chill out on it, unless Brother Bino thinks we do. No, I, I think the opportunities are going to present themselves, Tony, both this Saturday uh, and again uh, against Vandy. Um, I think he's going to get an opportunity to get some playing time going down the stretch here. Yeah, if we go out there and slog around with uh, with this UConn bunch, it will shock me, Josh. Yeah, Absolutely this, uh, shock me. This Connecticut team is wretched. Oh, my gosh. Wow. And they were supposed to be pretty good coming into the season. I don't know what's what's happened to them. 
And uh, Tony, out the door, I want to give a shout out to Mark Stoops in Kentucky because they've been smoking those uh, Marvel Red 100s all night. And <laughs> after the game, he gave all all scratchers to the Kentucky fans, and they didn't win a single thing. That's a bad feeling, Bino. Bino and I, one time, where did we go, Bino? I think we were going up to Philly. And we stopped off somewhere where there was like 100 million people, like in suburban D.C. or wherever. And Brother Beanstar, we, um, well, I don't know how to put this, but we bought like a, uh, like a collection of those scratch-offs. There's not a worse feeling in this world, Bino, when you buy a big stack of those and don't win anything. Bad feeling, Bino. No, you and I on a couple of occasions, Tony, have bought enough of those where they bought the big broom out to sweep up where we and we didn't have a single winner. <laughs> I mean, so bad. So bad. So absolutely terrible. Tony, I don't know what it is about Kentucky celebrations or mm-hmm. I don't know what all that smoke. Uh, of course, it went away to commercial and came back, and it looked like Transylvania out there. Uh, and then Freddie uh, and I went up there one year, and they had a bunch of balloons down on the field. That's when we always played them at the end of November. Had a bunch of helium balloons on the field in nets, and they were going to let those go at halftime. And it was so cold out there. They pulled the nets away, and those balloons, about a 1,000 of them, just bouncing around on the field down there. Never. They had to go out there and stomp all the dang things and get them off the field before you could start back playing. I, they need a little help with their game presentation. Well, I think that's right. And if your game's a TV sport, right, is it good when your TV broadcasters are complaining that they can't see the field? I mean, is that when Matt Dixon told me and then showed me a photo because he took a shot of it, that they had in each corner of their stadium up there these smoke machines or fog machines that were kicking smog and smoke up into the air on a smog. Of course, I'm exaggerating here, but, I mean, how do you improve the stadium experience in Lexington? Pump some smog into the air. But they they had... These smoke machines, Bino, where Jesse Palmer's literally going, I can't see the field. We're like running a play, and you can't. It's obfuscating the camera. I mean, does that, what is that, Bino? Well, I think they've just found a way to get around the no smoking policy up there in Kroger Field. You just, those are just like secondhand stacks. <laughs> it's so stupid. What do they think they're, I mean, what are they trying to prove? What are you trying to prove? That's the question. So much happened Saturday night that's that's good for our, our program uh, for the rest of the season. I remain worried, though, about that Missouri game. The one thing that I don't remain worried about, though, with the Missouri game is Tennessee is going to be able to run the ball on them. The concern becomes, and it's a concern, the concern becomes 
the concern becomes what happens uh, with um, your pass defense and can you score enough points. That's all. Might be the reverse of this game where you take the air out of it a little bit and you kind of keep them on their heel. Because I don't think, and maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think, Bino, you get into a deal with that Missouri bunch where you want to match them whim for whim on offense and get into a scoring fest with Joe Milton. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong, Bino. Yeah, I think Missouri's um, obviously a lot better than what we've seen over the last couple of years. Uh, I, I think one advantage we will have there is they'll be coming off that Georgia game. They're going to be beat up that day. Um, so it uh, we, we're, we're going in there in a good spot. And for a change, I believe there's actually going to be more pressure on them in that game than there is on us. Let's uh, go whether, to we can, whether we want to, you know, we're going to have to win differently, Tony, than we won. I think our defense will play better there than it did uh, at Kentucky, obviously. Um, so, uh, um, it, I, I, I think that's going to be a really, really interesting football game. Going to be a lot of, uh, going to be a lot of fun. Hey, I tell you what, it's a lot more interesting than I thought coming into the season. Let's put it that way. Brian, do we have a game time on that? Cause Brian, I want you to speculate. Brian's good at this now as he's proven during the year. What are the games that weekend, Brian? Let's kind of speculate before hyper. Here's hyper right now. Uh, let's go to Josh Heupel. And create a great environment, uh, but it's a great opportunity to, to welcome back uh, so many of our uh, alumni here, and uh, so looking forward to that. Um, November is also Alzheimer's Awareness Month, and uh, we have a unique opportunity to honor the legacy of Pat Summit. Uh, we'll be doing that at the game uh, with our uniform, but we'll also be doing it. Uh, with a commemorative cup that everybody can purchase, a $1 purchase. All that will go to uh, the UT Medical Research on Alzheimer's. So uh, with that, I'll open it up. Questions? After watching the tape, how do you grade how Dante did on the outside? Uh, Dante had, had a really nice performance. Uh, I thought he did a really good job with uh, the ball not in his hands. And uh, when the ball came his way, uh, he made plays. Um, he was comfortable and, and uh, performed extremely well. Coach, I wanted to ask you this for a few weeks, but uh, at Vol Calls, I always notice you, you do a really good job with all the fans, but especially the younger fans. Just where did that come from with you? Is it from your playing days, being on that stage? Or, you know, why do you take so much pride in, in treating the, the younger fans the way you do? Yeah, I, th I think for me, just as a young kid that, that grew up around the game, um, I know how influential any and all those moments were for me in, in my life. And, you know, I grew up a, a fan of, you know, a lot of major uh, colleges, but uh, of NFL and, and professional sports, I should say, and got an opportunity to meet a lot of those uh, people. My uncle uh, lived in the Twin Cities and, you know, took me to a lot of those events, and, and uh, those moments all mattered to me. I just remembered how you know I was treated in those moments from uh, from those players, good and bad, and and uh, so you just try to make an impact and, and be present in that moment when you can. Kamal had an announced on his Instagram late last week about the season-ending injury. So I guess just first your reaction to that and how the secondary played without him. Yeah, um, you know, extremely disappointed for him. That's 
you know, a young guy that came into our program that's continued to grow on the field but off the field too. He was playing his best football. Um, you just hate seeing that, um, you know, the season ends up being taken away. And, and uh, so that's hard for those guys emotionally. And, uh, you know, they, uh, you know, they missed the opportunity just to be in the locker room and, and be with the guys. So uh, your heart goes out to them. Um, you know, I thought the guys that, that had the opportunity to play uh, stepped in and did some really good things. We're going to need to continue to grow there, too, to, to perform the way that we want to down the stretch. Coach Jalen Wright has been really impressive this year uh, with his yards per carry. I mean, he hasn't really gotten even 20 carries in a game, and he's well on his way to 1,000 <coughs> yards for the season. How impressive has it been for you for, you know, everything he's been able to accomplish and, you know, those yards after contact? Etc. Yeah, playing uh, exceptional football, big, strong, physical, um, has the, the last gear to take it the distance when he gets into the open grass. Um, but his efficiency in, in what we've done, um, just understanding the schemes against the defensive looks that he's getting, being able to press it, hit the holes at the right time, and um, just been been really special player. Uh, really proud just how he's grown. I, I think I said it earlier in the year, but as a, a young guy with great physical traits that you know wanted to just run around everybody, learning how to actually play the position. And he's done that with his ball in his, in, the, in his hands. Everybody sees that. He's become a really good football player without the ball in his hands, too. Like, you look at him in pass protection, he's done, a, done an elite job. Coach, Joe's game the other night, the most accurate you know, passing performance, I guess, according to Bill Barton, since 2016. Uh, you know, he's making plays out of structure, keeping his eyes down the field. Where do you, where's the progress coming from? Where do you see him making steps? Uh, just continued growth. Um, there's been a lot of moving parts in front of him. There's been a lot of moving parts out on the perimeter. Just continued growth, <coughs> excuse me, throughout the season, getting comfortable, being in, in, uh, in sync with those guys. Um, the fine details of it, you know, Saturday night, we created explosive plays on scramble drills. We hadn't done that in a long time, uh, and, and maybe since I, we've gotten here um, at that level. And, you know, wide receivers breaking off the routes, um, doing the right th thing when uh, Joe breaks contain. Um, Joe was, you know, uber efficient, great with his eyes, uh, good fundamentally, and, and extremely accurate with the football. It was a, it was a really good performance by him. Josh, kind of building off that, he made a couple of plays, throws outside of the pocket that was, you know, really good. How has he gotten better out of the pocket, throwing on the run, throwing off platform? Well, I just think, you know, fundamentally he's gotten better uh, over his time here. Um, and, uh, you know, everybody being in sync and, and breaking off gives him the ability to make some of those plays. Um, but being a guy that is more comfortable when he breaks contain of not just being a run-first guy but keeping his eyes down the football field allows those, those things to happen too. Um, you know, being able to get in a good fundamental position when he had time to. When you're on the run, there's going to be times where you're not too, and, and so those awkward throws, uh, he's continued to improve upon. Awesome. Calendar turns to November this week. Kind of where's Keenan Peely at in his process of recovery? And um, just at what point do you have the talk about potentially, you know, either, you know, shutting him down, applying for a medical red shirt, or is that full go to play at the end of the year? Uh, Kenyon's not ready to go in, in this one. So we'll, we'll continue to monitor his, uh, his progress and, you know, his ability to, uh, to get back on the field here late in the year. And, and, um, you know, Kenyon's got a lot of good football ahead of him. Um, you know, he'll have to make a decision on, on what's best for him and his family. 
Back to Dante Thornton. Uh, sometimes we think of transfer receivers as like an immediate hit or miss, but how, how typical is it that it's a gradual process and guys have to find a role or, or, or a way they can break out? Well, I think it's a gradual process no matter what in becoming as efficient and effective inside of any offense but our offense. Um, you know, as young players, you know, typically from year one to year two, the jump wide receivers make is, is pretty dramatic in, in what we do. Dante's growth and journey is a little bit different. I say that because he was, you know, he missed a majority of spring, missed a majority of training camp. And so he's still really early in the process of, of playing within what we, we do. Thought the other night um, he was comfortable, was really good at the line of scrimmage, uh, down the football field. Uh, I believe, and you know, we need him to continue to, to excel and, and play really good football here down the stretch. What was it important for you and the coaches to continue to believe in him or show that you had confidence? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's true for for all of these guys. Uh, you got to point out the things that they need to get better at, right? You got to give them a plan to do that on the field, off the field. They got to understand the journey. But you also got to be somebody that speaks life and belief into into these young players too. I think that's that's really important that you you balance all of those sides of it. Uh, Coach John Campbell was the SEC offensive lineman of the week. Obviously, he, he has a lot of energy when we we talk to him when we see him. What's he done for, for you guys on the field? Loves to talk about Waffle House. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Right. What, what has he done on the field to, to help solidify that left tackle position? And the other night he, he got hurt a little bit, came back in. What kind of toughness is that from him? Yeah, uh, first of all, he's smart. He cares. He works at it. Uh, he came in, wanted to be a great teammate. He brings energy to his teammates every single day. That's in the locker room. It's in the meeting room. It's in the weight room. Uh, he's very consistent in his work habits. Uh, he demands a lot of the, the guys around him. He's not afraid to speak up, and that's in the offensive line room. That's in the offensive unit room. That's within our uh, in, inside of uh, our team setting too. Um, and all of that, I think, has parlayed itself into him being really integrated into the team really quickly. And, and uh, you know, as he's grown through the season, he's continued to improve. Um, you know, named uh, offensive lineman of the week. Uh, great recognition for him. You know how he played this week, but also how he's played throughout the course of the season. Um, he plays extremely physical. He finishes. Um, he looks and plays the part of a Tennessee offensive lineman. Early in the week, but when you look at UConn, what stands out about that team offensively, defensively? Yeah, I, I think, again, the, the line of scrimmage is going to be important. We can't let them have balance uh, offensively. We've got to destruct the, the line of scrimmage, and then we got to get off the field on third downs. We've got to do a great job of applying pressure uh, to the quarterback. Haven't, haven't gotten home here much over the last couple of weeks. So that will be important. Uh, special teams are going to need to be solid. Um, and, uh, um, you know, I think last Saturday, um, you know, our specialists did a really good job. You look at Charles Campbell, the performance that he had. Uh, Josh Turbyville, kickoff, Jackson Ross. We're going to need that from those guys this week and, and throughout the course of the, the season. Uh, offensively, uh, we're going to need to have balance in this one. you got to be able to run the football, and, and we got to go win on the outside. So, um, you know, the story doesn't change a whole lot from week to week, but uh, within that, the matchups are going to be critical. As you know, Brew McCoy was such a good blocker. How have you thought, what have you thought about your blocking on the perimeter, receivers and everybody out there? Yeah, it's been been pretty good. Uh, they've played with great effort, uh, haven't won every one of the, the matchups, but they've they've been physical and, and played hard. And, and um, 
you know, we didn't have a lot of um, perimeter touches last week. Uh, some of that was by design. Um, but those guys have done what has been asked of them out on the perimeter. Brew is a special physicality out on the perimeter, too. Late in the year, you get injuries, so younger players are starting to play more. What impact does does game performance have when you're judging guys in the offseason for next year? Not just practice, but how they perform in games. Well, it, it, it's you know how you base moving forward. Every Sunday, you look at that, your personnel, how you think you want to play. Injuries play a part, and you know how those reps are, are divvied up. Um, you know, when you finish the season, there's a baseline of this is who he is, this is where he's at. Man, there's a long journey before you get back on the field for a game. And, you know, I call it a journey a lot. You guys hear me say that, but it really is, man. Like, there's such a difference from year to year with players. You have to let them, you have a real meeting, and this is, you know, who you've been. Here's how you have to change on and off the field in the weight room to, to become the player that you want to and the, the player that we need you to be. Um, but you got to let them go through that process, too. And, and you got to evaluate you know, young people for who they are today, not who they were yesterday. Dylan Sampson continues to be a guy that has shown up in big moments. Fourth quarter was, was big the other night. How has he continued to be a guy that you guys know you can rely on late in football games? Yeah, consistency in, in who he is, the energy, the focus, the, the work habits, the practice habits. It's who he is every single day, so you know exactly what you're going to get on game day. Um, and, uh, you know, that's the model of consistency is, is – what you need to become the player in every moment that uh, that you want to be. Uh, he's been that. He's been a great leader. You guys have heard me say that. Um, he's continued to grow. Um, dynamic in his playmaking ability. That can be out of the backfield catching the football. That can be him uh, running the football. Uh, you saw him run through tackles uh, the other night. You saw him bounce off people and extend and make plays. Um, and uh, he was really good in pass protection too. So uh, he's becoming a complete football player and, and uh, we got great trust in him, uh, but we got great trust in all those backs, too. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate it. Y'all have a great day. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. 
Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job to defenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Football season is here, and that means tailgating starts now. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard and let us help you get your backyard game ready. We are open Monday through Friday from 7 to 7 and on Saturday from 8 to 4. Go Vols! Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. 
Well, this is time I always talk to Miles Johnson at Foodland. He is on vacation until next week, so I'm going to give you a little update of what they've got at Foodland this week. And this ad is a one-week ad, started Wednesday, October 25th, runs through Tuesday, October 31st. They got New York Strip Steak, $5.99 a pound, boneless pork chops, $3.49 a pound, seedless grapes, white or red, for $1.99 a pound, Campbell's Chunky Soup, two for $4. Along with that, they have Mayfield Select Ice Cream, two for eight. They also have Sundrop, 7-Up, RC Cola, or A&W, three for ten. And Frito-Lay's Variety Packs, the 18 counts, $8.99. And again, that is Foodland this week. Go check them out. Uh, they are a fantastic place, located right there in West 7th Street. They're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. So make sure you go check out the great deals they have. And uh, we'll talk to Miles next week when he gets back from vacation. Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Tony, be back with you. It is absolutely an outstanding day. Jerry and the gang, what's up over at Fleet Tire? Y'all are incredible. Monday, Monday, Monday. Race fans, race fans. We got about 20 or so plus to play. We got a full bank of calls. And, Brian, do we have a time yet on the Missouri game? Are you ready to share that? In plain English with Bino and myself, Brian's predicted a night game on this one. I don't see one as of yet. Back to the phones we go, and we'll get Richard in here. Richard, welcome in. Hello, Jets. Hey, Richard, welcome in. Oh, man, I tell you what, Tony B., man, uh, what, a, what a change in the weather, right? Going from Oh, my gosh, dude, are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> Completely flipped, but uh, mm. hey, I tell you what, uh, it sure was good Saturday night. I listened to your post show. I didn't call in and everything like that, but got to listen for a little bit. Uh, wanted to get to bed kind of early that night. So, but hey, what a, what a, what a wonderful victory! I don't care when we go on the road and we win in the SEC, and particularly when it's up there in Kentucky, it's a great dub, and especially for this football team, the fact that. We continue to go about winning these football games. Um, not that, you know, Josh Heifel doesn't like to run the football, which we know he does. But with Hooker, our dynamic passing game really set up our running game to be successful. This year, this is having to be the running game that's having to get it done to set up the passing game. And the fact that we're still doing it and, and uh, give credit to the line, give credit to the to the running backs um, and the job that they're doing, the physical way in which we're playing football. I love seeing a head coach. Because to me, a good head coach is one that can win in multiple ways, Tony. doesn't define themselves by just one particular way to win a ball game. And that's very important always going forward. And, You're speaking uh, the straight-up truth, man. That is the app. And, and the thing about that I love about this year's Tennessee team, and I wrote it today, you know, Hypel quietly just wins games, and and he's and they're winning games in various ways this year, which has been one of the more fun aspects of the season. I mean, basically, they've won all the games so far I've expected them to win, and they've lost the games I was expecting them to lose. And I have them at nine and three uh, on the year preseason. It hasn't always been pretty. Uh, it's been a little maddening at times. It, but this team has been extremely interesting so far, Richard. Extremely interesting. Oh, no, no doubt. And, uh, you know, 
uh, still a lot to play for. I'm, I'm looking forward to um, seeing our play, you know, the, these last four games and just to see how well um, we finish. And, you know, talk a little bit about the defensive line play the other night. I, I think this was a part of this was our third game in a row. We played two emotional games, Texas A&M, Alabama on the road. That third game after two big emotional games, it's hard for that defensive line just to play with that same energy that you got to play with to get to the quarterback. Huh. And they, they played a little step slow. I mean, I don't care. There was a couple of times they got they got brutally held, especially Pierce one time when he train wrecked the, the tackle and the guy just pulled him straight down. That was atrocious not to get that call. But for the most part, that they had a little bit of um, a lack of quickness in their step. And, again, that's throughout. This is the part of the season, Tony, in college football where teams start slowing down a little bit. It's the physical grind. And if you don't have that emotional game to play for, sometimes you get caught in these games where you just don't have your best stuff. Some teams are giving up. Some players are giving up. It's just that point of the season that you get a chance to see what's going to happen in each one of these games because it's hard to just always be at your best. You know what's interesting, too, Richard? It happens at certain programs, too. Like, take Clemson, for instance, right? They're used to playing in playoffs. That's what those guys have gotten used to, are playing at the top of their league. And I think you've seen those guys just kind of unplug here. But with our guys, Bino, you brought up a great point, which is, and I think Richard seems to agree with you, which is that people want to blame officials, but we're going to have to figure out other ways, maybe, Richard, down the stretch to create some pressure because we played Kentucky pretty straight up the other night and let him throw the football. And it worked out. I mean, look, he threw for a million yards, but we got the win. So who cares? I mean, at the end of the day, that's really all that matters here, Richard. Well, we took away what they like to do, and that's run the football. And we completely destroyed Ray Davis. And yes. we we're not going to let him get into that ball game and have much going in that game. So as far as the number one goal for the defense, that was accomplished. And uh, you yep. got to work on the other. Hey, real quick, uh, you know, uh, basketball. Uh, I'm yep. like you. I watched the game yesterday. Let me tell you something, Tony. Now, for an exhibition game, you know, last year's exhibition game was truly just an exhibition game against Gonzaga. No fans. No. Now, that game yesterday, Tony, uh, Michigan State treated that like that was it, like any regular season game at home against any of their big-time uh, teams that they like to play against. The crowd was crazy. They were into it. Both teams were going at it like it was a chance to go in advance in tournament play. And that's what I liked about it is we got a chance without our starting guards to build. And, and, you know, Rick Barnes made one statement that I liked. That game is better than one full week of practice because he'll get that much more out of it in tape. Love it, man. Absolutely love it. Thank you, brother. Good talking to you. And, Bino, that's why I love playing those, man. I think that's really good for you. Plus, Tennessee's got five, count them, five quad one non-league games on this schedule. Uh, they've got a real challenge coming at them, and these guys are going to grow quickly. To me, Beanstar, this is the highest-end basketball team Rick Barnes has had. And I know people are going to laugh at it because people make it all about the but that your playoff at the end of the year, and and to those I you know I can't say and change your mind. I'm not I'm not here to do that. But we have never had a guy in the Barnes era, nor in my lifetime, that you could give a ball to at the end of a postseason game and say, "Hey man, 
get me two or get me three. And this Connect guy, Bean Star, is that guy. He is that guy. I, I agree completely, Tony. And I think you can draw more for his performance out of yesterday's exhibition uh, than you ever could previously because of the reasons Richard talked about. That was a real game atmosphere, un- unlike any exhibition game I've, I've ever seen before. Um, <clears throat> Tony, one quick thing on Apple. Yep. Well, one of the things that's becoming a theme here that I really like is, is bad times don't seem to linger under him. I think he's. I think we've. He's lost two consecutive games, one time, since he's been here, um, and I think he's only done it twice in his entire career. So they don't let one loss become two so far since he's been here. Brian Hartman, do you find that to be an accurate statement that Bino Jeff just made? Speak now, or forever hold your peace. Yeah, I believe that's that's true. And the wow. back-to-back losses in his first year occurred. Was it? Wow. Let's go back to the phone. It's hard to remember you, you, because it doesn't. You happen. do the math. You do the math. I'll do the science. And let's get Freddie in here. Who's up next with us? Freddie, welcome in. He does the math. I do the science. Freddie, welcome in. Tony the goat, Bino the gray. That's What's up, Fred? How you doing, brother? Good to talk to you, man. Hey, did they have some uh, Velvet Fog music playing when uh, the fog was rolling in up there in Kentucky Saturday night? What do you think of their fake smoke machine? I mean, that looked like continental wrestling back in the day <laughs> when one of the tag teams would come in. What in the world? I was looking for Wildcat Wendell Coley. I mean, what in the world was that? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty wild. I thought it was actually fog growing in, and then they thought its machines was generating it. I, I don't want to know what that was all about. Dixon said there. Well, Dixon sent me a photo. There were four of them set on all sides of the field. Look, I realize it's modern day Babylon, and I realize they're charging these fans uh, just to, just gouging people's eyeballs out. And I realize it's all about trying to prove that you've got more than the guy down the street. Remember three or four or five years ago when Alabama figured out they got those LED lights in there and started blinking them at people trying to, like, induce epileptic seizures in people. I mean, what in the world was that? And now you've got these guys with smoke trying to pretend like they're in downtown Los Angeles in rush hour. What in the world is that? Speaking of Alabama, that was the first only time Hypo lost back-to-back games here at Ole Miss and Alabama in 21. Boom. First season. Or Ole Miss and Alabama. Bino, that's a great stat that you just dug up. That's a great stat. Bill Martin would be jealous of that. The guy's only lost back-to-back games once, and it was first year, and it was when Sissy Boy Lane uh, when somebody rolled a golf ball at him and he acted like he was in, in the Zap Ruder film. Go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Freddie. Do, do you remember? Do you remember the Velvet Fog? Oh yeah, the Velvet Fog. Mel Torme. That's, that's Bino's. That's Bino's day. The Velvet Fog. Mel Torme. You know, guys. That, but the modern day game presentation sometimes it attacks your your senses. Generally, it won't give you like COPD, what they're doing up there. 
Mitch Barnhart, just like an absolute. I mean, what are you guys doing? What is that? You sure they didn't want premature lighting up uh, the Marlboros? Well, somebody told me it was the 100s. I've learned a lot about Marlboros in the past, like, 36 hours, Bino. Apparently that was the 100s. (laughs) Bino, did you smoke the camels back in the day? I did not. My grandfather did, and uh, my my dad smoked cools. What? He smoked cools. Yeah, I remember cool. K-O-O-L. Green Pack. My dad smoked Lark. L-A-R-K, Bino. You remember what color Lark, the Lark box was? There was a red in there, wasn't it? That was exactly right, the red box. When I was, uh, there was a Dairy Queen across the street from my house, Freddie, true story. An 8 to 9 to 10-year-old Tony Basilio would go over there with 75 cent in the mid-70s and get my dad a pack of cigarettes for 75 cent. Oh, yeah, there was nothing to do that. Nothing they to it. Walk right in and do it, it like, like it wasn't even there. Tony, they sold them at Dairy Queen. It was like a machine or what? Yes. The old, the old machine? A machine. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> and I would walk right out of there with a pack of cigs, and nobody said a word to a nine-year-old Tony Basilio. That is a true story. Oh, I believe that. Yeah. Hey, Tony, speaking of Dairy Queen, uh, when am I going to get my lifetime supply of Dairy Queen coleslaw? I'm not sure I follow you. I picked picked the exact score of the Alabama-Tennessee game, and I thought I might uh, get that would be my prize. Stay right there online. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'll send you out a couple of gift cards to Alumni Hall, and you can get yourself something really nice, man, because I'm – I'm sure you could use an upgrade, if you're like me, on your Tennessee merchandise, which I've done this year. And I've actually gotten some compliments on a uh, Tennessee baseball shirt, Freddie, that I have worn to play some music in. And you know who I think of when I'm playing music? It makes me play extra specially great and extra sweet, Freddie. Oh, you always sound good, Tony. uh, Who am I thinking of? Who am I thinking of, Freddie, when I'm picking that music in the Tennessee baseball shirt? Who am I thinking of? Uh, <laughs> Todd Riley. <laughs> what a total moron. Well, Freddie, anything else for us here on the way out? You're always a lot of fun, brah. No, I just think it was a good win. I mean... I mean, we easily could have lost that game, Tony. I think Kentucky had a good, some good stuff. They had a good offense. Very good. If I'm a Kentucky fan, I'm sitting there going, that's as well as we played all year. And we still lost by two scores. Still lost by two scores. So great. I mean, a lot of those passes uh, were contested. Some of them were. I yep. mean, it wasn't like everybody was just wide open. And they've got some nice receivers. Well, the, the 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 kid from Tennessee is a great player, the Barry and Brown. Now, he's had a bad year, but he's a nice player. And in the open market, somebody's going to come after him. That key guy, he had... He and had, Key's I a nice had, player, too, yep. Both those guys. And another guy, uh, Robinson. Dane Key. Yep. So, I mean, I think we're fortunate to win that game. 
we ran the ball well, and, and like I say, Joe Milton had a his probably his best game in a Tennessee uniform. Yep. So I was happy. I'm happy with any win, Tony. I don't care how we win. Just, I don't give any back, of them back, Freddie. Just think back uh, where we've been, Tony. I mean, man. Yep. Anyway, all right. You guys have a good uh, good rest of the day. Thanks, hey, Freddie. Freddie's a man. Let's go back to the phones and get a gal that Bino had a chance to interface with the other day. And when they asked Bino forevermore, is she for real about Peggy, Bino? What's the answer going to be? Peggy keeps it a hundy. She's 100% she real. is for real. Yes, Beanstar? Yes, Beanstar. Yes, sir. No question. 100%. Peggy, you're, you're a real one. Raise one with a real one. Peggy, how we doing? Can't have that kind of buildup and then not be there. Peggy, come on now. She going to have that kind of buildup and then not be there, uh, Brian? Oh, my gosh. Okay, she dropped as W. Lynn instead. W. Lynn, welcome in. You're in for Peggy. How are my friends compatriots doing today? No pressure, W. Lynn. You're in for Peggy. Don't be nervous, W. Lynn. It's just a radio show. I'm going to tell you something. We had trunk or treat at the church, and I just hit my DVR for that basketball game. And uh, I came home and put that thing on, and I couldn't believe. The, the arena was packed. The students were there. And I'm... I was like, man, we're playing a real basketball game here, even though I know it was exhibition. So what great. What an atmosphere. What an so atmosphere that great. was. So great. In the middle of, a, of an NFL weekend, and it was fantastic, man. And I don't know if you, if you guys noticed this, but when the students started doing their BS cheer and they were saying the real words, Yep. The Big Ten Network turned the volume down. Did y'all catch that? Well, I mean, that's good for them, you know. Good for them. Yeah, that's that's probably a good idea, really. Yeah, we live but, in a yeah, society. society. Was that on the Ganey foul, uh, WM? Yeah, there was a couple different times that they did. Okay, okay. And, but to... to, to, to but prove to people that this was really an exhibition game. They're interviewing Barnes. Yep. And we're about to have a big brouhaha out there. And he just kind of smiles and said, oh, an exhibition game is great. <laughs> you know. And there was a near fight on the court. And I just thought that was wonderful what we did. And, uh, you know, we've got some great young players. And I know, it. you know, you never know. I and Barnes in a regular season game, do you ever think the score would get to 89-88? Uh, that would two. be a negative. That would be a negative. But I'll tell you this right now. Rick Barnes is fitted with this team. He is fitted yeah. to win him a December natty. You know how the NBA is giving out that Commissioner's Cup now? We need one in college basketball so we can win some hardware around here, W. Lynn. Because my man is finna win him one. Yeah, he is finna win. Because I'm going to tell you something. That bunch over there at North Carolina better get ready because they're going to take a beating for the ages. An absolute beating for the ages. And I I got time for it, W. Lynn. I do, too. And uh, 
On to the Kentucky football game. I remember looking at my schedule when we had a Carolina, AM, Alabama, Kentucky. I, I said I'll be happy with three and one, and that's what yep. we did. Yep. I mean, you know, you and we're six and two with four games left. Everybody needs to stay on board with this team. We control our own destiny. We could we could win our way up to a New Year's Six Bowl. How but, great um, would it be? The, a buddy of mine texted me yesterday who played, and he says, Tony, how great would it be to see this team get to a New Year's Six Bowl? And he is yeah. speaking the straight up truth. Because if we if we beat UConn, which we should, and that Missouri game really worries me real bad. And uh, yes, if we if we're if we're eight and two going into the Georgia game, Neyland Stadium will be rocking oh. like it's been the you know the last couple of years. It'll be on fire. You yep. know? So. Yep. Uh, I'm very happy with this team. One thing I'm concerned about, Tony, a couple of weeks ago, a playoff committee member on ESPN, or they reported it, mm-hmm. said they're sticking to the format of the top six champs and six at-large next year. How? They don't have six conferences. They're going to have nine conferences. We're going to have a power of four and a group of five. So if, if that's true, Air Force this this week would beat Ole Miss for the 11 spot, and the highest ranked team in the new Big 12 starting next year is Utah. They would bump Notre Dame in the 12 spot. Bino Har- Bino Bino Hartman Bino Jeff Henderson, do you find that to be fair and just? What W. Lens talking about? Uh, I I. With guys like Saban and and the well, I probably shouldn't put this on Saban, uh, but with the SEC commissioner and yeah, others we'll kind of uh, yep. going against the uh, six conference, I, I doubt very seriously we're going to.